0: Back to the Locked On Diamondbacks podcast, a part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day listening to who? The always charismatic host of this podcast, Miller Thomas, I'm a multimedia journalist, and I'm a graphic designer. So please go check out my website, thomas 24myportfoliocom On there, you can see all my latest work, from my packages to my articles to my photos and my graphic design. For today's show, we are doing part three, stock up stock down for D-backs pitchers mostly today because we finished the position players on yesterday's pod part two so go check out that podcast if you missed it of course if you want to follow more content by me and stay up to date with all the latest news surrounding me I guess or if you want to see more D-backs content that's not on this podcast just follow me on Twitter at creatorthomas24 for my personal account or just look up the locked on Dimebacks account on both Twitter and Instagram I'm sure I'm sure you can find it if you look it up in that little search engine bar that they have on Twitter and Instagram. But before we hop in today's pod, I first got to say thank you for making Lockdown Diamondbacks your first to listen every day. I will not be doing, I cannot do this podcast without you because you are the listener, sharing, subscribing, listening, reviewing this podcast. So thank you. You do all the dirty work so I can do this podcast for you. So I really appreciate it. And of course, Happy Thanksgiving to all the listeners out there. There will be no Friday episode. As a reminder, I'm taking a day to myself because every now and then we need to relax. So there will be no Friday episode. But we still got this Thanksgiving episode for all of you guys. So let's jump right into the podcast. Stock Up, Stock Down, Part Three. Daily Arizona Diamondbacks podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Miller Thomas of Locked On Diamondbacks still here. Let's jump right into it, and I first want to start off with Brett DeGauss. Hope I didn't say his name wrong, but stock down is for him, unfortunately. Stock down for DeGauss because... This is someone who has picked up off waivers from the Rangers during the season, and it wasn't like he really was that good for the D-backs this past season. He had an 8-4-4 ERA on the Rangers, and the D-backs were like, we need to pick this guy up. This guy needs to be coming out of our bullpen and that's what they did. He actually improved when he got to the D-backs that year. Ray went from 8.44 and during his time with D-backs uniform, he pitched to a 6.56 ERA. So, way better than an 8.44. Just bad numbers across the board. His overall numbers on the season, 7.56 ERA. 507 FIP, 11 hits per nine innings, 308 average against, 878 OPS allowed. He's still only 24 years old, but I didn't see what I liked from I, I didn't see anything from him that I liked in 2021. So because of that, Brett DeGauss, your stock is down After this season, because I'm not sure you should be pitching for this D-backs team who's in desperate need of bullpen arms. I think they should probably go in a different direction, but he's still young. So maybe that gives a little credence to him coming back next season. You know, with this new pitching coach, you can make the argument that you should just bring back all the pitchers because he has the magic elixir for turning guys into superstars. And maybe Brett Degauss one day can be that guy, but I'm pretty low on Brett Degauss right now. Next up, we got Luis Frias, who is the 13th best prospect in the organization, according to MLB.com right now. He only had five walks in 3.1 innings pitch, which isn't great. He allowed five walks, only pitched 3.1 innings, so that's more than a walk in inning. But he only gave up one earned run. We didn't see him a ton on the major league level this past season. And minor league numbers weren't great either. Uh, so you're asking me, why is this guy stock up? Even though his minor league numbers weren't that good, he walked more than one guy per inning. Why should we think this guy is good at all? Well, it's because he started the season in high A, he finished in triple A, and of course had a cup of coffee on the major league level as well. So, because of the trajectory, I'm saying his stock is up. Not even because of specifically how he performed in 2021, but his trajectory is up. If you go from high A to the major leagues in one season, the, the the organization must like you a lot. So He was able to do that. He's still only 23 years old. He's got an upper 90s fastball, a 90-mile-an-hour changeup. This guy could be a weapon out of the bullpen, which the D-backs need. So right now, the stock is up for Luis Frias, even though he didn't have a great 2021 season. Next up, I got Joe Mantipoli, whose stock is up as well, despite the 2.92 average allowed and 8.06 OPS allowed, which I know doesn't sound that pretty. He had a double-digit hits per nine. Or excuse me, excuse me. Let me let me repeat that. So despite the 292 average allowed and 806 OPS allowed, you say those numbers are pretty bad. He also had a double-digit hits per nine and a walk percentage at almost 10%. So you're asking me, how is this guy's stock up too? He gave up a terrible average, a terrible OPS. He gave, uh, he gave up a ton of hits per nine innings. He His walk percentage was pretty high. Why was this guy, why is his stock up according to you, Miller Thomas? Well, it's because he didn't allow a lot of runs. Even though he did all of that, bad OPS, average hits per nine walks, even though he did all that, he still was good at preventing runs. 3.4 year, right? And his FIP was below three. So that's even indicating to you that he's really good at preventing runs, which is the most important stat in baseball. Doesn't matter if you give up a 300 average. It doesn't matter if you give up three doubles a game. If you don't allow the run to cross the, the home plate, that's all that matters. If you don't allow the run to cross home plate, not the home plate, but cross home plate. That's all that matters for pitchers. He appeared in 57 games, which is a pretty large sample size, too. So it wasn't like it was a fluky 3.4 year, Ray. He pitched a lot for this D-backs team. So I'm hoping he can repeat his performance in 2022 because the D-backs are probably going to need it. Then And then the last guy I want to talk about is Tyler Gilbert, whose stock is up as well. Of course. He threw a no-hitter. You really don't have to say much after that. He threw a no-hitter in his first career start against the San Diego Padres, one of the nemesis of the D-back. So there's not much more that needs to be said, but yeah, considering we're playing a little stock up, stock down, I'll give a little bit more insight as to why his stock is up because this guy should automatically be given a rotation spot based off what he did this past season but in all seriousness he was pretty good at preventing runs too and really i don't think tyler gilbert's um, gonna be an elite level pitcher for the d-backs i don't see tyler gilbert as a frontline starter for this d-backs team but he still had a 315 era a 612 ops allowed at 86.7 mile an hour exit velocity his ground ball percentage was 10 percent higher than his fly ball percentage he's only going to be 28 years old so this guy could still be getting better and he's going to be a ground ball pitcher which is usually an effective kind of guy not really made for modern baseball but ground ball pitchers they're just fine they're not going to be striking out people every now and then they might make a mistake pitch and give up a home run but they usually are pretty good at not walking a lot of dudes and pitching the weak contact which Tyler Gilbert was pretty good at I like Tyler Gilbert a lot he's got a soft spot in my heart because of what he did to the Padres this past season but in all seriousness I don't think he should be given a rotation spot because of it if the D-backs want to make him battle out for the fifth spot in the rotation next year in spring training I'm all for it. Tyler Gilbert was one of the better pitchers the D-backs brought up from the minor league season to make these spot starts or come out the bullpen and be a long relief. Whatever the situation was, Tyler Gilbert was actually pretty good in that. He was one of the better D-backs pitchers when it came to preventing runs this season, which was hard to find because D-backs pitchers love to give up hard contact. Tyler Gilbert was one of the few pitchers that didn't prevent a lot of runs, didn't put a lot of dudes on the bases, and had a lot of ground balls to Get those easy outs for the defense. So I'm pro Tyler Gilbert for now. I don't think he's going to be some superstar pitcher. I'm not even sure if he's going to be a long-term option in this D-backs clubhouse. But right now, his stock should be up entering the 2022 season. Now, we'll do some more stock up, stock down. But this episode is brought to you by Ilbar. It's the most wonderful time of the year, Black Friday. But it's going, but Built is going all out to make this Black Friday weekend the most delicious Black Friday that ever was in the history of Black Fridays. New limited time flavors, new types of bars, in a winter wonderland of a deal. You want high end deliciousness at a discount? All through Black Friday weekend, get at least twenty percent off anything and everything at Built.com. Enter promo code Locked Twenty. You got new flavor, Ruby Chocolate Puffs. Those just sound delicious. You got new flavor, lemon dipped cheesecake puffs. That sounds delicious. New built bar as well, in terms of the crave bar is absolutely new. So many new things at Built Bar, so many delicious things at Built Bar, 20% off built bars, and two free crave bar, two free crave bars, all at built.com when you make a purchase. Plus, you can get 60% off built.com and built boost and 40% off. Built Swag, just enter code LOCKED20 at Built.com. Immediately that was my best ad read. I should have read the ad read before going live on YouTube for a stream. Usually these ad reads don't change, I didn't expect, I didn't anticipate a Black Friday new ad read for Bobar. So I apologize if I sounded like I butchered that a little, uh, a little bit. I should have been more proactive and read that before going live on that one. So that is an L for me. But we are here to talk about stock up, stock down. So let's move on and let's not dwindle on my failures as a live ad read host. And let's continue on stock up, stock down because the next man is someone who we, uh, uh, all of us love this man. I don't think anyone who's a D-backs fan is not a fan of this guy because it is Zach Gallen. How can you not be a huge fan of Zach Gallen as a Diamondbacks fan? But the thing is, I believe his stock is down entering next season. And it's not because I don't believe in the player of what a Zach Allen is I don't believe of what Zach Allen can become because we've already seen him be a frontline starter for the D-back squad we've already seen him be a Cy Young level pitcher but if we're doing this stock up stock down exercise based off what they did in the 2021 season we have to say his stock is down after last year he just didn't look like the same guy now his numbers were still pretty close to what he did the past two years when you look at his advanced metrics but His traditional numbers, you can't deny, his ERA rose to a 4.3. It was like a 2.9 the year before. I mostly think it's because he gave up more hard contact in 2021. Hard hit percentage allowed was over 40% for the first time. His exit velocity was 2 miles an hour higher than any other season before. So I do think a bounce back season is in store for Zach Allen because, of course, like I've said for a lot of these guys, in case you didn't hear, the D-backs have hired a new pitching coach, Brent Strom, and I really, I, maybe I'm putting too many eggs into the Brent Strom basket, but at least for guys like Zach Gallen, who we know have the talent and at least have a mini track record, at least in a D-backs uniform of consistent excellence, there's no reason why Brent Strom shouldn't be able to unlock a Gallon even further and really take his career to the next level. If Gallon can stay healthy and get back to where he was in 2019, 2020, this guy will potentially win a Cy Young award in his career I don't want to say will win because it's tough to win one but I definitely think he will be at least in the conversation for the next few years and a Brent Strom can only help elevate his game his stock might be down right now entering next season but I'm pretty sure by the end of the 2022 season his stock will be going right back up and guess what This is the time to buy the dip. His stock is down. Go buy as much Zach Allen stock as you can because it will be going back up like Bitcoin. So I'm not selling my Zach Allen stock even though it might be a little down right now. Now, next up, we got Humberto Mejia, whose stock is unfortunately down, acquired in the Starling Marte trade. Mejia just hasn't shown enough for me on the Major League level. And this is, was his second season on the Major League level. A 725 ERA, 5.5 FIP, 340 average allowed, 1090 OPS allowed, five home runs given up in just 22 innings pitch. His exit velocity for his career is 90.2 miles per hour. That is way too hard. Now, over 90 miles per hour for his career. His 5.12 ERA, over 100 innings pitched in the minors this past year, doesn't give you any confidence that maybe he's at least a guy who just struggles when he gets to the major league level. Maybe he's one of those quadruple A guys. No, he didn't look good in A. And then he didn't, get, he didn't look good either on the major league level. He's still only 24 years old. But Mejia definitely has some flaws in his game. And considering... We gave up Starling Marte for this guy. Not exactly for this guy. It was a package the D-backs got back. They got back a Caleb Smith with a Mejia. And right now, you're looking at that deal. You're like, Starling Marte has one of the hottest markets this offseason in free agency. And you got back a Caleb Smith? Listen, Caleb Smith was a very fine reliever. But I'm not giving up Starling Marte for that guy or Mejia, who has not shown enough to this point. Mejia is ranked 30th in the organization, uh, or he I think last year he was ranked 30th in the organization. I don't think he's ranked right now. So Mejia, he needs to show more for the D-backs. He needs to show more to the D-backs, I guess, is a better way to phrase that because he did not show enough in 2021. So right now, Mejia, your stock is down entering next season. Next up... This is another one of those guys who's like, when you think of like my favorite players, I guess, or guys who had high expectations, the guys who I had high expectations for entering this past season who just didn't live up to expectations. This guy, you have to say his stock is down. That is Corbin Martin, who bamboozled us like a JB Praskakis after spring training. I thought this guy was going to be a stud for the D-backs as a potential starter, maybe rotation guy out the bullpen or not rotation guy reliever out the bullpen not rotation guy but it, it didn't happen i still love the talent of a corbin martin but he would just absolutely crushed in 2021 19 earned runs in just 16 innings pitch five home runs allowed 14 walks allowed 13 strikeouts so he had more walks than strikeouts 330 average and 11 14 ops allowed Those numbers are just terrible across the board. Fastball was crushed to 892 slugging percentage against his fastball. But like a lot of these pitchers, at least uh, I'm hoping he can work with Brent Strom and get better. Because unlike the other pitchers, at least Corbin Martin is at least a little familiar with Brent Strom going back to their days in Houston. Because don't forget, Corbin Martin was acquired in that Zach Greinke trade with the Houston Astros. So he should have at least a little familiarity with Strong because he did make his Major League debut with the Astros, now with the D-backs. So, so Strong was at least able to work with him a little bit. But so far, this whole segment too, Zach Allen stocked down, Mejia stocked down, Corbin Martin stocked down. The stock is down for all three of those guys, but Mejia is really the only one who I'm just not totally into or totally believe in. Zach Allen, of course. That, that's my guy. That's my man right there. There's no doubt in my mind Zach Allen will have a bounce-back season next year. Corbin Martin, I don't know if he's going to have a bounce-back season, but I'm still willing to bet on the talent right now for the at least the short-term future until if he still pitches like this next season and the season after that, then yeah, I'm going to hop, hop off the bandwagon. But for at least one more year, even though his stock is down, I'm on the Corbin Martin bandwagon for next season but those three guys stocks are definitely down after this 2021 season now we'll wrap up the pod with the stock up stock down but this episode is brought to you by bet online it's thanksgiving and we all know what that means football and nothing goes better with football than turkey and betting bet online has you covered for all the holiday season more props odds and lines than ever before Bet online remains your number one spot for all the sports action this Thanksgiving. Head to our new updated desktop or mobile website this to time today and receive your 50% welcome bonus with promo code LOCKEDON to receive your bonus. And it's just not football online has pro and college hoops NHL boxing UFC even your favorite vegas casino games don't wait to take advantage of all the amazing offers available for the 2021 season bet online is the fastest and easiest way to bet on all your favorite sports bet online we're stuffed with deals this thanksgiving. Let's get back to the pod, and let's wrap up, stock up, stock down on the Locked on Dimebacks podcast, and the first man on the list is someone who is kind of a godsend for the D-backs this past season. That is Noah Ramirez, whose stock has to be up after this past year because the D-backs somehow lucked their way into a back-end reliever on a cheap deal that actually worked out. They picked this dude up off waivers, and he was no bread to gauss This guy actually has a track record of at least being pretty good in the major leagues and he was pretty good when he got to the D-backs a 2.76 ERA a 0.88 whip I'll repeat that 0.88 below 1 as a whip 479 OPS allowed 22% strikeout percentage he's been up and down as a player throughout his career but when he's up when he's on he's really on he's usually really good Another player who needs to carry over his 2021 performance to 2022 because the, the, the drum I've been beating that we've all been beating is that this bullpen is terrible so the D-backs are gonna kind of need Noah Ramirez to be good again next season and the thing with Ramirez is kind of like the Giants in the 2010s, like it seems like every other year he's good. It's kind of like Josh Beckett's, like in the even years, nowhere Ramirez is good. In the odd years, maybe not. I'm not even sure uh, if it's vice versa or not, but it feels like every other year, nowhere Ramirez is good. And then every other year, he's not. But when you look at his profile, he's going to be able to fit right in this D backs bullpen, in this D backs pitching staff, because like every other D backs pitcher, almost. He throws a below 90 mile an hour fastball, which all these D-backs pitchers love to do. We don't have a lot of hard throwing uh, power pitchers and Noah Ramirez definitely one of those guys that's not a power pitcher either. He's definitely pitching to contact and he's definitely pitching to ground balls and if he can keep his ground ball rate around 33%, Entering next season, I think that would be just fine. I think his numbers will end up being pretty good if he's able to do that. So, right now, nowhere, Ramirez, your stock is up because the D backs got you for nothing and you pitch like an all star for this team in the second half of the season. So, your stock is. All the way through the roof, Ramirez. Next up is someone who I actually like a lot. That is Merrill Kelly. And his stock is up too, I believe, because uh, you might disagree because Merrill Kelly, he still had an ERA in like the mid fours. But when you compare Merrill Kelly to the rest of the rotation starters, I honestly believe he was the most consistent pitcher all year for the D-backs. Went deep into ball games. That was kind of the mo of Merrill Kelly. That was maybe his identity as a pitcher this year. It doesn't matter if he gave up three earned runs, two earned runs, or five earned runs. Merrill Kelly was pitching deep into the ball game. Only less than five innings pitched in three starts the entire season. Six or more innings pitched in sixteen of his twenty-seven starts. So this guy went deep into ball games. Only gave up more than four earned runs five times. So. This guy was never really crushing you. Of course, he had a couple games and gave up five earned runs or six earned runs, but it felt like overall, he never really crushed you. You never got a ton of those five or six earned run performances. He was usually around two to four earned runs allowed, which which is just good enough for Merrill Kelly. Ground ball percentage was at 43%, which is really good. If your ground ball percentage is above 40%, that's pretty great. If he continues to put players on the bases or if he can continue to not put players on the bases and can limit the home runs, he's going to be a pretty good back end starter for the D backs next season. He was really good at not allowing walks last year. It went up a little bit in 2021, but overall, his walking numbers were still pretty good. It was really the home runs. He gave up uh, more home runs than I even realized. I'll probably want to see that department come down a little bit because when you're a ground ball pitcher, you're usually not throwing that hard. And if you make a mistake, it's just a lot easier for the batter to go yard against you. So, Miro Kelly battled back from that surgery in the offseason dominant 2020 came back in 2021 started the season pretty slow didn't have the best first month but then got into a groove after that was really strong in the middle months of the season had a little streak where he was really good i picked him up in fantasy he was carrying my pitching staff in fantasy for a little bit so overall i really like merrill kelly i think he's probably an underrated pitcher some people try to tell me he's not very good i think merrill kelly's solid is he an elite pitcher is he a frontline starter no but can he be a four or five starter And someone's playoff rotation that makes the wild card or does even better than that, I definitely think so. So, Merrill Kelly, your stock is up for me entering next season. And then the last guy I want to talk about, who is kind of. Uh, I don't want to destroy this guy like I've done with some of the other guys whose stock is down but Matt Peacock and the reason the reason I don't want to do it is because Matt Peacock has just a pretty great story. He took some time off in college after injury to go work on his uncle's sawmill, then he returned back to college, had a pretty good season, got drafted by the D-backs and the rest is history. But the sad thing is for Matt Peacock, I'm not sure if he's a good pitcher. 86 innings pitched in 2021, 4.9 ERA, 4.98 FIP, 156 whip, 304 average allowed, 848 OPS allowed, and only a 13% strikeout rate. Just not good enough numbers for Matt Peacock across the board. His first month was pretty damn good. Matt Peacock looked legit that first month, but then it all kind of fell apart. ERA, was above 5.5 as a starter, and it was above 4.5 as a reliever, so it wasn't even like a Caleb Smith when you were like, okay, Caleb Smith is bad as a starter, but as a reliever, this guy definitely has something there, definitely has some potential. I couldn't say that about Matt Peacock. He just wasn't very good in high-leverage moments and just got crushed a lot of the times, gave up a lot of hard contact, his hard-hit per- hard percentage was at 46.7% in 2021. Just gave up too much hard contact. Another one of those guys that's going to be 28 years old. So, the supposed prime of his career. So, this is the make or break time with Matt Peacock. I didn't like why I saw in 2021. D-backs might give him another chance in 2022. But right now, entering next year, I think his stock has to be down. Now, that's it for this edition of the Locked on Dimebacks podcast. Thank you Everyone for making Lockdown Diamondbacks your first listen every day. I cannot do this podcast without you. So, thank you. It's free and available on all platforms. Of course, have a very happy Thanksgiving. Hope you guys enjoy your holidays. Hope you guys stuff yourself with turkeys like a built bar. Stuff yourself with bill bars if you guys want to do that. Uh, come back next week because there's no Friday episode. So, come back next week on the Lockdown Diamondbacks podcast for more Dimebacks news coverage and insight. And, of course, as always, stay safe. And stay healthy. Deuces!